Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to the number one daily sports news podcast in the country, The Scorecard. Now, if you're listening via Spotify, hit that bell so you don't miss the ep every morning. I'm Brett Thomas, and this is your Fast Fun Hit of Sport for Friday, April 28th. Today, a Hawk star discovers why honesty isn't always the best policy. Stuart Broad's trying to wind us up ahead of the Ashes. And gunning for Arsenal, Man City land a big blow in the EPL title race. But first. They're appealing for a hip drop here. Huh. Oh! That, that is a bad one. Oh. We've had a few this year where I thought they were accidents. That one there, that is dangerous. More hip drop drama in the NRL last night. Now, what is a hip drop tackle? Well, as we discovered on the scorecard earlier this week, most players, pundits and fans are confused right now. It's essentially landing your full body weight on the lower legs of an opponent, which can result in some nasty injuries. What makes it hard to judge in the heat of the moment is a player's intent to actually cause harm. Last night, Jeremiah Nanai was sin-binned in their loss to Cronulla for an awkward tackle on Braden Hamamuele. Shark star Nico Hines has actually defended the Cowboys flyer. Well, there needs to be a way to fix it somehow. I don't know the answer to that, but I, it has to be because, yeah, like I said, no, no player ever goes out to intentionally hip drop. It just gets, unfortunately, into an awkward position that it happens. Hines was the standout of the night yet again, claiming the first Paul Green medal in honour of the Premiership winning coach who played for both sides and tragically took his own life last year. While the Sharks have jumped up to second, it's a long way back for the Cowboys to match their prelim final appearance from last year, sitting third from the bottom, and it looks like rookie Tom Chester tore his ACL. Because there's not much happening in there. That would be would be quite difficult. I, I couldn't imagine myself living there as a young fella. We want footballers to be open and not speak in cliches. Man, I'm, I'm just so proud of these guys. I mean, each and every one of them put in a mathematically impossible amount of effort tonight. But when they do, they get whacked from pillar to post. Now, James Sicily's response to a question about not wanting to live in Tasmania wasn't a great look, given the state is Hawthorne's major sponsor, kicking in some $13.5 million over the next four years to play games in Launceston. But what the captain's comments did reveal is one of the biggest problems Problems a new team will face, as Eddie Maguire points out on Channel 9's Footy Classified. We can't keep people on the Gold Coast. Mm. <laughs> kills themselves to go up on schoolies, and we can't keep 20 year olds. I'm for Tassie, right? I love Tassie, I love the idea. It's James Sisley's, you can say he's the captain, he's just telling the truth for a change. I mean, Tim Lane and Jack Revolt and all these guys who have a great love for Tasmania can sell it as much as they like, but they all live in Melbourne. What makes it more crucial that Tassie can attract established stars from other clubs is the rapid decline in the young talent the state is producing. Take the 2016 draft as just one example. Six players taken out of the Queensland AFL Academies Tasmania had... Zero! Zip nothing! That rose to four players last year out of Tassie, but it's still well short of what the well-resourced Northern Academies are churning out. More vital than pumping in three-quarters of a billion dollars into a stadium, I think, will be the money invested in junior footy to unearth the next Royce Hart, Richo or the Rewell Cousins. Here's Harland. Hair unleashed! Shot unleashed! No doubt about it now! The party in Manchester can move into full swing. There's a real Liverpool 2014 feel to what's happening with Arsenal right now. Why would you bring that up? With three games to play, Liverpool had a three-point lead over Man City until Steven Gerrard's slip-up against Chelsea. Oh, and Gerrard has slipped, and Denver Barr is through here for Chelsea. It's Barr, he scores in front of the cup. Contest! 
catastrophe for the Liverpool skipper. And Chelsea are back in the title race here. For the Gunners, this would be arguably one of the biggest chokes in EPL history. A month ago, they were eight points clear on top. After that 4-1 loss to City yesterday, though, the lead has been cut to two points and Pep Guardiola's side has played two less games. We cannot lose our focus and focus is tomorrow we would recover and rest well and prepare full time early early morning because now we are there. It's definitely in our hands and when it's in our hands, we have to use it. Shut up, Stuart Broad. England's agitator is at it again. He reckons Australia's 4-0 win two summers ago doesn't count as a real Ashes victory. The veteran quick says in his mind the series is void because of the COVID restrictions, and it was a series at one point we thought may not go ahead as the Poms threatened not to tour unless their partners could travel with them. So I say, cool, let's also forget it was the series that led to the sacking of Chris Silverwood as coach, so Chris can have his job back, Brendan McCullum has never hired, and there's no basball. How do you like that? And that's your Fast Fun hit of sport for today. Catch you next week on The Scorecard. Listener.